Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. All right, guys, welcome uh, to your living room or your car or wherever you're listening to this. Wow. Headphones, no headphones. So nice of you to welcome, welcome to where you are. To their own space. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for welcoming us to where you are is really what we're saying. Today we have another wonderful episode for you. So today we're going to be talking about the power of the word and. Like A and D. That was hard to say. A and D. <laughs> so it's a simple word. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure you've said it. And we're going to talk about how it can become something really powerful in your life. So what we're talking about is basically allowing yourself to hold space between two conflicting things with that word and. So the idea is that I can be happy and sad, or I can be in pain and feel peace. So there's many, many circumstances in our life where we feel these conflicting feelings. And a lot of times we allow one of them to win out or feel like it's invalid because they're conflicting, but that's not true. It's something that we can hold together. And in holding it together, there's a lot more power. There's a lot more power when you can hold those things together. Like I loved when Taylor was in the hospital recently with her baby. Maybe she can share her experience. She posted an Instagram and it completely showed the power of Anne. So she can tell you guys about that experience a little bit. Yes, of course I can. So my son, Otto, he was, how old was Otto at the time? He was like almost two months old. And it was right when the pandemic happened and everything was shutting down in a big way. There was like a lot of uncertainty. And so um, we noticed he was having a really difficult time breathing. And so we drove back home to L.A. and got him admitted to the hospital and realized that he had a really severe case of RSV. And at the time, I mean, this is already scary enough when your kid is sick, especially when your kid is hospitalized. There's and just hospitalized, like a, yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of fear and uncertainty. And I've had, my kids have been in the hospital before, so this wasn't anything new, but this was a very, very different experience for us because of the circumstances of the world at the time. So when I went to the emergency room, we had to go through a triage tent outside. And then from that, even though my husband is an employee of the hospital, he was not allowed to walk through the doors. So I just walked through the doors and I literally did not see my family again for six days because the hospital policy was that we couldn't, he could not come in. We couldn't have visitors. I couldn't leave. Like they only let me go to the cafeteria like one time a day. And then they stopped letting me do that because they were just worried about risking the health of all the children on that floor. And they didn't want us bringing anything in or anything coming out. So It was a really, really hard, hard, hard six days for me because I just sat in a room with my baby who was having a hard time breathing 
and just watched him struggle like all day long. And I'm actually pulling up the Instagram post right now that uh, Jessica is talking about because it's really it's really interesting when I look. I kind of posted these kind of like as a journaling opportunity for me to remember these things and to update my family. I think what I posted, it was, I think it was on our fourth day. Yeah, it was on our fourth day in the hospital. And I was, it was the low. I'd say it was the low. (laughs) I had been like, you know, we got this. And even earlier that day, I posted something that sounded kind of more like gratitude where I was like, oh, I'm so happy we're in a good hospital. We have insurance and all this stuff. And then like seven hours later, you guys, I was in the pits. So that just kind of shows you that I was experiencing a lot of different emotions at the same time. But I just remember sitting there and I was holding Otto and he had all these um, tubes connected to him. He was like getting a significant amount of oxygen just pumped into him because he couldn't uh, survive or he couldn't breathe on room air at that time. So it was so hard to hold him and he couldn't get comfortable and I couldn't get comfortable. And then I fe- he fell asleep in this chair and I just didn't dare move him. And then I was just staring at this very small room and it was littered with all of our stuff and signs of us and our family and his favorite blanket and my tennis shoes and everything. And I just kind of looked at this room and was like, this is our life right now. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to leave this place. Like, what if this is my life? And I wrote this post and I said, you know, tonight I'm holding my pain a bit closer and sitting in my feelings instead of shutting them out. We have now spent four whole days in the hospital and I don't know how many more we have. With the pandemic on the rise, the hospital policy is that only one designated parent can be with the child. That means I have been in this room unable to leave for four days now. I leave the room once a day to go downstairs and I ask one of the very busy nurses to watch Otto for about 10 minutes while I do this. Then I return and pick back up where I left off. I feel so many things at this point, mainly feeling trapped, afraid, empty, and uncertain. I'm now I'm not posting this for sympathy or for someone to swoop in and fix my situation. I'm posting it to fully feel these emotions so that they can change and then morph into something else, allowing me to continue on in the process. So if you need to feel tonight, know that you are not alone. And so... I think when Jessica came to us with this topic of the word and and what it means between two emotions, that's exactly what I was feeling that night. I had felt so much gratitude and faith and belief that we were going to be okay, but I also felt so much pain and despair and so much uncertainty, and I was feeling all of that at the same time. It's a lot to feel all at the same time. Yeah. But it's a powerful moment to be able to feel all of that at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we always think that we can only feel one of those things. Like, like Jessica was saying, like, I'm in pain right now. But then there are these moments where you're in pain, but you know it's going to be okay. Or I think about this a lot in grief, the concept of grief and the process of grief. I know that when our family has gone through grief, there's been so much for me in my life, like despair as well as peace. And that's very odd to say because you want to think to yourself, well, there's no way that I could possibly feel those two things. If I'm truly feeling despair, I can't feel at peace about it. But you can when it comes to, I don't know, for me, I could when it came to missing my child so much that I thought I was going to die. But like there was another part of me that knew that it was okay and that I was going to be okay. 
Yeah. And that is that the times that we can hold those two conflicting emotions together, I think are the times when we show our deep, most vulnerable self really because a normal day. Yeah. I can love life and hate it, or I could, you know, be excited to eat my lunch, but then annoyed that I can't eat it on a beach in Hawaii, you know, like there's on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like little things that are conflicting emotions. Like, yeah, that happens all the time, but those really deep, intense, hard, difficult moments usually come with a conflicting emotion because it's very rare that we just have grief or we just have pain or we just have loss or we just have sorrow. It usually comes with some happiness, some hope, some faith, some other part. And I think that's really important to understand. And I think the reason we're kind of doing this episode is because I think there can be a lot of shame that people carry when they're feeling those conflicting emotions. Because like Taylor Mm -hmm. was talking about, you know, feeling despair, but also peace. You know, if you kind of internalize that as, oh, I must not have loved this person enough or... Um, I'm feeling some sense of relief because I know this person's no longer in pain after a grueling battle with cancer, you know, things like that. I think we can really internalize as, uh, we're feeling something that's bad when really it's totally normal and healthy to hold different things together. Yeah. And I think what happens a lot is that instead of using the word and we use the word, but, So um, a good example of this is Enna has a children's book that I read to her called Olivia, which is about like a little toddler pig. And it's really cute. And the toddler pig does all these crazy things. So the mom pig says to Olivia after a long day, you know, you really wear me out, but I love you anyway. And the first time I read it, I was like, that doesn't sit well with me, that feeling of like, well, I'll love you in spite of that. And so every time I read it to Enna, I say, you know, you really wear me out and I love you. And because that is the truth of it. And so a lot of times we will say, but as a way to kind of invalidate one of the emotions. And so really that word, but we use it to invalidate one of the emotions. And so Taylor could be saying, you know, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. I've been in this hospital room for four days. This is feeling really hopeless, but I'm very grateful and I'm happy that we're here in this hospital. And when we say, but it has that feeling of invalidating. And this is not to be like semantics, blah, 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 blah. What we're talking about is the feeling behind it. You can of course say, but I'm so grateful and still be holding that other emotion. But what we're talking about is the power of saying and to yourself and saying, I can hold both of these things at the same time. And I don't need to invalidate my grief by silver lining it for myself, you know, and saying, oh, but we are so lucky that we're in an amazing hospital. We could be in a lot worse situation. You don't need to do that. You can say, this is really, really hard. And I'm grateful to be in this hospital. Those are both true. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that idea. And it it makes me think like, why do we do that? Why is this such an uncomfortable concept for us to accept? And I think it's just the beliefs that have been integrated with everything else. It all starts with a belief. Like 
the belief that, first of all, we're not supposed to feel or entertain negative emotions because if we allow them in, then we're never going to get them out. Or if we allow them in, then we're not being grateful, right? So I think that first we have to address that belief that it's okay to feel they're not good and bad emotions. They're good and hard emotions. Like it's okay to feel your hard emotions, the ones that you have a difficult time with or that are coming at you in a really powerful way. Like those are okay. Those are human. Those are necessary in order to progress. So we have to say it's okay to feel that. And then we come over to this other part that, okay, now that you're allowing yourself to feel those, you can also feel those positive emotions at the same time and it's like Jessica mentioned I love the way that she said there's a lot of power in it because there is power in it it's almost a completely different emotional experience that you'll get to when you allow yourself to feel those that combination because we were always so I don't know I can say we me I was always taught or modeled that I have to isolate an emotion and feel it and then kind of allow it to move through and then I get to the next one. But I feel like when you can allow multiple feelings in, like I said, it just creates a really powerful and almost enlightening experience where, I mean, how beautiful is it that you can feel despair and you don't have to only feel despair. You can feel despair and peace or you can feel despair and joy or you can feel despair and calm. Like, what a beautiful thing that we're allowed to do. If only we change our beliefs and and then allow our, give ourselves permission to have that experience. Another point to this concept that I have not created, but really thought about a lot. Kind of created, but. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, no, I didn't definitely. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that say you can feel conflicting emotions, but I do think that the power of the word and has been so important to me and for teaching my clients to really hold space for conflicting things, you know? And I think another part of that is to hold space for conflicting emotions about our life. And so um, a really good example would be someone who is single and wants to get married, right? So a lot of times they will say like, I'm happy, but I wish I was married. Or when I was infertile, it would be like, I have a great life, but I wish I had a baby. And I think that if you switch that to and that's wonderful and great and a true feeling. It's okay to say, I love my life. I love having time with Elliot. I love being able to randomly go to Disneyland when I want. I love being able to work without having any stress of caring for someone else. I love being able to do that. And I really want to have a child and want to have my life upended that way. And a lot of times we don't give people space for feeling both of those things. We often are like, oh, well, if you're so happy being single, then you're never going to have motivation to get married. That's not true, right? Or if you're infertile, well, all you care about is having a child. You can't possibly enjoy being a couple without a child because you want a child, so you can't have both, you know? And it's giving people space to have conflicting feelings about their life, to say, I love living here and I don't want to live here. Those things happen all the time, all day long. I love my child and I'm having a really hard time with my child right now. That's a valid feeling and that's okay to have and to feel. And if we feel through it, again, we can have those really deep, vulnerable, 
really kind of like life altering emotional states, which is really beautiful. And I think that's kind of like leveling up in our emotional abilities is to be able to feel a lot of difficulty in parenting, but then also have this feeling of I'm loving parenting, you know, and the more we can hold those things together, the more powerful we become because nothing is just good and just bad. Nothing that I've experienced or that I've seen my clients experience has been that way. It's all a smorgasbord of emotions. Yes. I think you just articulated perfectly my experience postpartum. <laughs> like that was 100%. Yeah, tell us it, about that. Just, you know, some moments feeling really hard and overwhelming, but then also having a lot of really like sweet, tender moments too. And just really trying to allow myself to feel all of that. Um, and I liked your example about like, well, if, if you're single and you want to be married, then you can't possibly be happy being single. And I think I kind of went into the postpartum, like the fourth trimester thinking that it was going to be just really hard and awful because that's kind of like the script that we're given for it. And um, my experience was that it was a mixture of a lot of things. And I almost felt like weirdly guilty about that um, because I think so much of it is like, this is going to be the hardest thing ever and it's going to be awful and waking up in the middle of the night. But then I'd have those really, I guess, like tender mercy moments where I didn't feel necessarily that it was totally doom and gloom and I felt bad about that for some reason and I don't know maybe you guys can talk me through that I don't really know if I'm explaining that well or why that is but it was just weird to have all of these different emotions and feel like that was wrong like I had to just be feeling one thing throughout those first three months well, I think it's the way that we present it to people, right? Like when people talk about parenting and becoming a mother and giving birth, they say it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, right? And they and say, then, but it's the greatest thing but, ever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of having that and, the feeling is not and. I don't know. At least when I've heard it, it's always like, I just hear it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, right? Yeah. Instead of hearing it's going to be beautiful. You're going to love it. It's going to be an amazing time and it's going to have some really hard moments. And it's just that difference in the way that it feels to us. Like I said, it's just semantics. We're just changing one word. It's not a huge deal, but it's a big shift once you can learn to hold those feelings together and to truly like KJ, let go of those conflicting emotions and say, I'm loving this. I'm loving that I'm up right now in the middle of the night and I know I'll be tired tomorrow. Wonderful. I can hold those things together and it's beautiful. And it really is. That's one of those times where if you can hold that together, you really will have such a powerful experience at that time. It's not all going to be perfect. And that's great. Yeah. I just remember a couple episodes ago, I think we were doing one of our parenting or we were or maybe we were just talking about motherhood between the three of us. But I remember Jessica saying something to that effect of we were talking about like, oh, yeah, like being a mom can be so hard and all this stuff. And 
And I feel like we see that reflected a lot on social media, like, oh, like, Kids are getting cereal again and mac and cheese. And it's wine o'clock. It's wine o'clock. Can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, that is all like great for validating those really, really hard times. But I feel like for me personally, I was kind of getting sucked into that like realm of like, it's always hard. It's always hard. And I have three kids and yeah, it's hard. But then Jessica said something that really kind of made a shift for me in my thinking. And she said like, it's okay to love being a mother too. And I was like, yeah, it's okay to love being like, it's okay to validate those really hard times, but it's okay to love being a mom. And we have to try not to feel guilty in loving being a mom when the norm is validating the hard. So, yes, I think I just really, really agree with that concept, especially like in motherhood and in parenting and what KJ was saying postpartum with having those moments where you're like, this is actually fine. And you don't want to say anything for everybody else that's having a hard time or making them feel like they should be having a nice time when they're not. It's just accepting where you are and living in those emotions, even when there's more than one emotion to feel. And it's all an individual journey and there are seasons and times. And for you, KJ, right now, it's like such a beautiful postpartum time and some of it is hard and a lot of it is really beautiful. So I think it's just like allowing yourself to feel all of that. Yeah. I think I would love to see more of that other side of the conversation because I think we see that a lot with parenting. We see that a lot with marriage when people are getting married a lot of people will say, oh, it's going to be the hardest thing ever. The first year oh, yeah, is really is so- hard. Marriage yeah. is tough. Um, and I think there's this whole other side of it where you say marriage can be tough and it can be the best thing ever. Because I think if we use that dialogue with and, you know, we don't have to always focus so much on um just the things that are really challenging, but also look at the things that really uplift us, which I think is great. It makes me think about how black and white our thinking is and how that's reflected in our social media use, you know, forever. It was like, my life's perfect and my children are color coordinated and all that stuff. And then we started to get angry at that. We we're like, hey, that's not real life. Show your true self. And then people were like, let me be authentic. And then they like show you how dirty everything is. So then it which is like cool. All of it's cool. It's just like black and white. And so I think and really brings us to a middle medium of like what reality actually is. So it's not always perfect. And it's not always horrible. There is a medium, which is reality. And I think that when we integrate the word and in that, then we can see a true reflection of our realities that they are beautiful and hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to make the point once more that every season of life, every experience of life, you will have these different conflicting emotions. And the more that you can learn to embrace them, feel them fully, and then move through them, the more powerful that time of life can be for you. And so don't be afraid to be someone who's like, I love my career and it's really hard to go to work. Don't be afraid to be someone who's like, I love being single and being able to travel whenever I want. And I hope to be married one day. Like there is a lot of conflicting emotions in 
every season of our life. And that's okay. And it's powerful and it's beautiful to admit both ways, but we do tend to get into this black or white thinking of, okay, for a long time, everything was white thinking. Everything is beautiful. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool. When you're part of it. You know? <laughs> but okay. So actually this is a great example of this, right? So in the first Lego movie, there's the song, everything is awesome. And the second movie, the song is everything's not awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, they switch it. And, and she says like, I'm going to feel what I'm going to feel or something like that. Yeah. And so that really is that we need to do both. And it's okay to say everything is awesome and everything is not awesome. It's okay that those things live together. And the more that we can allow them to live together, the more we can feel the full breadth of life and emotion as we live life, you know? And it's like every single season that you're in is going to be the hardest and the greatest. I don't like when people just give that to like, once you're married, then you can feel that. Once you have children, you can feel that. Once you're a working mom and like, and you have kids, you can feel that. No. When you are a kindergartner, you are feeling the hardest of life and the greatest of life because you're only five, you know? And when you're in high school, that is the hardest thing you've ever gone through and the greatest thing you've ever gone through. And that's how all of life will be until we die. And that's the hardest thing we'll ever do and the greatest thing we'll ever do, you know? And so just holding that together creates like a very, I would almost call it like a sacred space in your life to be able to feel things fully. I was just thinking how powerful it would be if, you know, we can teach this upcoming generation, this concept from a young age. And when you're talking about the Lego movie, my mind jumped to inside out because that's kind of the whole premise of that movie is that this little girl can be joy without sadness. Yes, mm-hmm. that she can be oh, feeling sadness. multiple things at one time. And so you can watch that with your kids or yourself because I think it's a really good movie to just kind of let your mind kind of really dig into those concepts and and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, how can we make this applicable at this time because it's like okay, we have this concept that's kind of abstract like feel both of these things. It makes me think of like some exercises that we can have people do in terms of experimenting with those emotions, like maybe using the feelings wheel that we have linked multiple times. We can even link it again this week for you guys. Just a great wheel that just digs into every different kind of emotion, making them really specific. So if you're feeling a hard emotion, maybe take out your feelings wheel, look at the wheel and explore if you're feeling any different emotions at the same time on the other end of the spectrum. And then once you have a name for both of those emotions, try bringing them together and then holding them in the same space for yourself and then feel what that feels like, kind of explore that. I think another thing you could do is look back in the times of your life when you were going through something where you kind of felt some shame about carrying some different emotions. Uh, Like an example for me is when uh, my mom had a cancer diagnosis and was given three months to live. And I was in grad school, which was, you know, one of the best times I've ever had. And I would have feelings throughout the day where I was just like so ecstatic about what I was learning and what I was doing. And it was so fun. And then I would feel, 
you know, some shame that I was a bad person for feeling those things when my mom was going through this crazy thing. And so I think looking at those times in your life and kind of allowing yourself to maybe journal about them or just think about it and letting yourself feel some relief that you weren't a bad person for feeling those different things, that you were just a normal human that was going through something really challenging um, and letting go of some of that shame that maybe you have carried. And I think another thing you can do is journal about these things because in the journaling, you'll find that you will move between the emotions as you journal, right? So really saying, okay, I'm, I'm feeling something difficult right now. And I'm trying to hold those things together. And maybe a good way is for me to start a journal prompt saying, I am feeling angry and sad. And I feel excited, period. And then write about that. And really saying, okay, what is going on? Digging into it and allowing yourself to just free write whatever comes up with each of those emotions. And I think you'll find that, oh, I was holding them all together. I just was paying the most attention to the anger because it was really strong. But now I'm seeing that I have a lot of layers there, you know, and realizing that this is not necessarily only um, like hard emotions and positive emotions. It also can be shades of hard. Like I can be feeling grief and anger at the same time and hold those things together. Or I can be feeling like, excited, but then also surprised. I don't know, whatever you're feeling, you know, better than we do use that feeling. Well, you know, but just remember any feeling can be accompanied by another feeling and it's wonderful to hold it together. So hopefully this concept makes sense because it is, like I said, my brainchild. So sometimes my brain does not connect with other people's brains (laughs) and that's okay. (laughs) If you don't understand Just reach out and we'll try and explain it a little bit differently. But just remember, we can hold things together and it's beautiful when we do. So good luck out there. Try holding some different emotions together today. See how it feels. And then have a great life. Something we wanted to do to wrap things up today is shout out to someone who has donated to production costs for the podcast. We started a Venmo uh, at Thoughts Pod is our handle for our Venmo where people can just donate to our production costs because we don't make money from this and we pay each month. So it's been really like amazing and we're so grateful. So I wrote a poem to thank one <laughs> of our donors. So, <laughs> so here we go. Alyssa, you donated to the podcast. Our gratitude will forever last. We wanted to give you this shout-out to make something clear. We think you're rad, legit, and deserve a rowdy cheer. Thank you for your kindness, support, and hard-earned cash. We hope to deliver great content thanks to this new stash. (laughs) We love you, Alyssa. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's the sponsor of this episode. Yes, she is. (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. See you later. Thanks for tuning in. And we're glad you're here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. 
We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.